Hi there, and welcome back to the eighth episode of Our Dramatic Assets. My name is Ryan McGregor. And I'm Rebecca Ann Bloom. Hey, Rebecca, it's been a hot minute. <laughs> it's been a while. How are you? I'm okay. I am, I'm glad we took a break. I mean, a lot happened. And I feel rejuvenated and ready to finish 2020 strong. That's really what you need, that kind of motivation. That's what everybody's going to want to yeah. hear going into fall, going into Halloween. Ooh. Yeah, so we've got some interesting topics for today. Yeah. We're going to be talking about hypothetical situations. We're going to be playing the devil's advocate. We're going to be talking about situations that are interesting to consider. We're also going to be talking about ourselves probably too. And then we're going to be talking a bit about Halloween because that's always fun. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. What do we start with first? Well, I think we should start with one that I often hear people talk about that comes up and that is not wanting to have kids and why that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think it's very, I guess it's a very traditionalist find myself doing that often is to think oh they're together the next step is either a marriage or b kids i feel like it's totally okay that there are people that don't feel inclined to those things and i mean i do want kids uh jeff wants kids but we also understand that we'll probably have fertility issues at some point just because of my heart condition if it doesn't work out it that's okay too everyone should just enjoy their life you know yeah do you want kids my answer to that would be, I don't know. Yeah. I want the option to be there, and I'm open to that when the time is right. I was actually answering this poll with one of my friends, and she was asking, would it be a deal breaker if your partner or someone that you were dating just didn't want kids at all? And I had to think about that, and at first I thought, no, that wouldn't be a deal breaker because I don't know if I want kids. But then I thought it might just for the fact that I kind of want the option open. I feel like right now, I couldn't have kids. Mm -hmm. But I think you're right. I think people assume that's just the next logical option for relationship, but it's often not. I also have a friend, and she was talking to me recently. She said that her sister is a great mom, has a kid, a husband, and a house, and that's what she wants, and that is like her life fulfilled, and that's what's going to make her happy. That's not really what she wants, but she loves seeing her niece, spoiling her and being there for her and watching her occasionally too and being part of their lives, but she just doesn't want kids herself. There's lots of other reasons, I think, too, why you might consider not having kids. Yeah. One of the main things I don't like is when people go, oh, you're so great with kids. Like, you should have one. Yeah, you can be great with kids. That doesn't mean you you want them or you want that responsibility. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, like you're just looking after someone for however many years you and they exist. You can be really awesome with children. Like maybe you want to be a teacher or maybe you want to be an aunt, uncle, whatever. The love for children can just stop there. That's totally cool. That's a really good point. Maybe some people choose to not bring kids into this world because they don't feel that it's fit for children because there's a lot of suffering in this world. I don't want to be all doom and gloom, mm-hmm. but I, I, you know, I know that 
there are some people that feel that right yeah so that leads us to a lot of things that i think are interesting to think about and those are unpopular opinions give me an example all right one that i personally have that i know that is unpopular is i really like pineapple on pizza like love oh thank you oh yes i'm so glad that you said that yeah, Jeff and I will order a pizza and I'm like, I have pineapple and he's like, on your half. And I'm like, oh, how dare you? It's vicious. You can get into arguments about it. And it's a fruit. Like, guys, just yeah. try it. Just try it. People don't believe that fruit belongs on pizza. Yeah, you know, well, I don't know what I was going to go there. <laughs> I was going to be like, you know what? I don't believe pizza is a fruit or something. That literally doesn't make sense. You know what? I'm sure there's a lot of other weird food combinations out there. Peanut butter and pickles. Ew. Oh my God. That's yeah. disgusting. There was a, a girl in my thesis class that would love that. And I was like, I'm okay with both separately. <laughs> yeah, true. I'm not dipping that pickle in some peanut butter. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I'm not, like, big into judging people for what they eat. Sometimes people like to be like, "Mm, what are you eating? And "Mm, I don't like that. And I'm like, "Uh, that's fine. I usually just try to keep that to myself. Do you like olives? I do not also like olives. No, no, no. You know what I do like? Beetroot. Okay. Do you like just the, like, it roasted or do you like it pickled? I like it pickled, which is weird. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because they're the same kind of vinegary, salty brine. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't get it. I don't get I don't get what my taste buds are going, but I just I feel like I just need to be healthy sometimes. And I just actually <laughs> eat a beat. <laughs> That's a mood. <laughs> That's a mood, but you know what I don't like about it? The dye on it gets everywhere. Anyways, I'm getting off topic, but that's Yes, true. no, it's so true. Wow, this has digressed rapidly. (laughs) But I'm just saying pineapple on pizza is a great thing and y'all need to get behind it. Or don't, but, you know, less less heated arguments would be ideal. Oh my God, that's so well said. Rebecca, you've you've sold me, you've endorsed me. (laughs) I'm I'm here for it. Another one that we kind of chatted about briefly types of drinks that are popular that kind of go in and out i guess one would be gin Mm -hmm. it's super trendy if i was to drink that would be my drink of choice absolutely why are things trendy in terms of the drink world how does someone just go from you know drinking beer or whatever to being like "Ooh, i'm obsessed with gin gin is so great hmm what well we could just play marketing I don't know why certain things are cool, but people just try too hard to be cool. I'm classy and I have great taste because I drink this really nice juniper gin. <laughs> with, but I agree with you. I love it too. I, I would also drink it. I would drink it like all night. I would do shots of it. And <laughs> oh! Get a, little, get a little turn off that gin. You can do straight gin shots? Yeah. Do you know where I did it actually? I was wow. in Halifax, Nova Scotia and I can't remember the name of the bar but it was such a nice bar and we were playing this quiz game and i ordered like this flight of gin shots what a great idea i would love a flight of gin because there's definitely different types of gin i'm the bougie one that's like i need my tonic water (laughs) same no tonic water is nice (laughs) it's nice to have a tonic water as a mixer like that is that just brings it up a level I have to say, in terms of trendy drinks, the one that I do not understand, I don't get behind is soda water or sparkling water. It tastes like static. I'm sorry. 
that was really popular this summer. It still is really popular. White Claw sal- Salsers were super popular. Was that Salsers? Yeah. Split Spritzers? Yeah. I, I feel like they're Al- all just names for the same thing. I don't know. Alka Seltzer? Quick, signal the bubbles of extra strength Alka Seltzer. That is not the same thing, but sounds similar. I'm reminded of that now. I do not get behind the soda, the soda water, the club spritzers, whatever. I don't just drink water. Yeah. I think that started because people were trying to be healthier. It became the in thing because people were like, oh, it's less calories. It hydrates you. It doesn't feel as bad when you drink it. You know, get us back out of a hangover. Facts. Yes. I guess that makes sense because people still like the carbonation, but they don't want the sugar or whatever that could be in pop or mixes with alcohol. So I guess that makes sense. I still feel like it tastes like garbage. Yeah. The world is going to come for me now. but <laughs> The masses pineapple, are coming. Pineapple on pizza and a distaste for soda water. I am immediately blacklisted on all culinary forms. <laughs> You're not like a big drinker. You wouldn't describe yourself as that. No. And even if I was an avid social drinker, I probably would order the same maybe four things. Like a, a gin. And tonic for sure. I'm open to dabbling with different gins. And then I would get ciders, but I prefer a sweeter cider as opposed to like Summer's Bee. Summer's Bee? No, not Summer's Bee. Strombo. Strombo. Well, wasn't there a time that we drank Summer's Bee? Yeah. Was it at school? Why were we drinking in class? (laughs) (laughs) But but we were. During midterms too. Like it was a poor choice to be drinking. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we were 19 then, you know, that's what you do when you're like that age. Drinking's kind of a novelty still. I actually yeah. feel bad for all the kids now that just turned 19 and can't go to the club, can't even really go to the bar really without so much risk coming mm-hmm. to them because of the way things are. Like there is something to be said about those experiences for sure. Him taking care of Monica. <laughs> Um, in our various uh, soirees and adventures definitely are memories that I look back on I have a picture somewhere of you and I on our friend's floor looking at the ceiling oh I I, remember that do you remember that yeah Yeah. and we also tried to go swimming and or canoeing that day and I'm pretty confident it was Halloween it was not an appropriate time for us to be endeavoring towards water. <laughs> oh my god, it was Halloween. What? Yeah, it was. Speaking of Halloween, oh my god. <laughs> Gin, pineapple, soda water. This is all of our hypotheticals are, are food related. <laughs> they all are food related. I mean, food is a big one. I realize how much time I spend eating when I'm here in my apartment for 14 days and all <laughs> I have to do is eat and sleep and be on my laptop and. Maybe jump up and down and do some jumping jacks. Ooh, bold. That's a bold exercise. (laughs) I mean, there's some other hypothetical situations. I actually was reading some of the top results online. And a lot of them were kind of savage. So a lot of them were like, (laughs) David Attenborough isn't really that great. Like, his voice is really annoying. And I'm like, he is kind of a treasure. He's also old. Be nice to him made a career off of it like y'all just jealous <laughs> exactly i don't see you narrating nature videos <laughs> <laughs> it's so beautiful that insight that we get because we don't really have that sort of nature experience here in a condo 
maybe you're more in the country i want to say but I'm, I'm also in a basement apartment so i mean okay. i don't <laughs> i also can't relate i don't see the nature unless i physically exit from the hole of the basement and into the outside world and then i'm like oh i did not dress appropriately <laughs> do you see raccoons oh yeah, yeah. totally Trash pandas, foxes, squirrels, <laughs> the occasional deer, Ooh. definitely some cows. Okay, yeah, that's that's definitely not something I would really see in the city as cows. Diversity. Diversity. <laughs> in the nature field, not, I mean, in the city, I should hope you see some diversity. Yeah, true. What other hypotheticals did the internet write? Actually, I was reading some about... So I'll backtrack a little bit. I watched The Social Dilemma. Okay. And then I was also reading some hypothetical kind of situations on Reddit. There's a lot of people that talk about like leaving modern life for this simpler life and not being so invested in technology. And since I watched The Social Dilemma, I am, I'm appalled. I agree with that. Honestly, I also can't go that long without my phone. Realistically, I could probably go a few days. I I needed just to listen to my music. Spotify, what would I do? Yeah. Hypothetically, in my brain, I'm like, I could totally live off the grid. I could be without cellular devices and internet. Life would be so much simpler. And then I think about how, like you were saying, interconnected I am with everything. How would I reach my mom? I guess I would have to mail her letters. (laughs) Oh my gosh, true. How would I figure out what the weather's like? I guess I'd have to go outside. You'd have to build a sundial. How will I navigate different areas that I could be driving to? Not that I'm doing that right now, but I mean, if I was. I think I would like to live less technology devoted, devoted to technology. That's the phrase. Because I do spend vastly too much time on TikTok (laughs) or Instagram. That is definitely, it is an addiction because you get that, the chemical, the neurotransmitters in your brain, the satisfactory from like scrolling through and seeing things. And then you want that continuously. So then you end up on your phone for however many hours potentially. And so I would like to put my phone down and not be like, oh, where, where, I'm, I'm missing something. Where is it? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. But also, when I watched the documentary, and I saw the employees, you know, of these corporations confessing basically all these negative things that were happening, and in their opinion of the current situation, that's great. But y'all made money off Mm. this. And now you want to say it's not a great thing, but you're set for life. And Mm -hmm. you don't live with the consequences of it so much as everybody else that doesn't understand the dynamics of the internet and social media and information and how it's being used and how you're giving your life to social media. The promotion of the social dilemma is using social dilemma. Yeah, (laughs) literally. Like the irony is not lost on me. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Hypothetically, have you ever been in a job interview and they ask you a scenario and they're like, what would you do if your manager came to you and went blah, 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 or something? And I'm always like, oh my God, please don't ask me that. Like, I don't want to sound like an idiot and start like stuttering and and don't know what to say. And like, then you're going to think I'm not intelligent. Then you're going to not hire me. 
people want to know what you would do when you're under pressure. Yeah. I'm going to say that's some BS. I don't think that's very fair. I know it's very commonplace. I mean, every job interview I've had, I've had that question or a similar type of question asked. There's no amount of prepping, I feel like, that you can do that will prepare you for whatever question they're going to ask because you don't know. You can look up the top 10 most popular interview questions and stuff like that and have your answers ready to go. But I mean... You're not factoring in your nerves, uh-huh. their demeanor, their tone, like all sorts of stuff that could unnerve you. When I think of those hypothetical situations, I'm always like, mm, uh, mm, I can't say that. <laughs> right. But I feel like you're actually pretty good at nailing a job interview. There's only been one job that I haven't gotten from a job interview. So not that I'm saying I have, a t- I've had it. Well, how many jobs have I had? Like seven? Maybe? Oh yeah, that's no that's normal. That's a good amount to have had. Honestly, here's an unpopular opinion. I feel like people in job interviews, sometimes the interviewer just doesn't like you straight up, and that's yes. the reason you don't get the job. Yes. Absolutely. Uh-huh. One hundred percent. And you know what? Nobody really talks about this sometimes, but they're like secretly they just don't like the way you speak. They just don't like your accent even, whatever it is, or something about you. They just went with another candidate like it's just like how do you how do you compete with that you just kind of have to move on it's kind of it's hard yeah and i think there is something to be said about in conditioned biases that interviewers might have whether it's a gendered bias a racial bias uh appearance just in general bias i think there's a lot of pressure on the candidate to put their best presence forward and i don't know if that is equally matched in terms of the interviewer. I agree. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like the power dynamic is unbalanced. And I think that, if anything, the power should be towards the candidate. Because you, as someone that is employing them, should be like, this is all of the great reasons why you want to work with this company or work in this project or whatever it is. Like, let me show you how... This will help us and you in furthering your endeavors and creating a great relationship between us. But instead, it's always like the candidate has to be like, I have four years experience and I'm willing to learn. Totally. (laughs) Why? Yeah. Well, this is modern day. And I feel like something else that's changing is now candidates and prospective candidates for jobs can basically do more than one interview for multiple different positions at different places. And if they get an offer from two different jobs, they can just pick the one that they want and they Mm -hmm. can just go see other by employers have been doing this to candidates for years, not getting back to us when, you know, you submit applications online and you never hear anything. And now let's give you a taste of your own medicine. Yeah. The same is for auditions as well. Like, you go in, you don't hear anything. You're like, well, didn't get that. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, that's a good point. Has that, that's that what, happened to you? Oh, absolutely. Like the majority of my edition. I mean, I think that's true for any actor, really, or industry professionals. Like, the more you audition, the more you go out and put yourself out there, the more likely you're going to get rejected, I think. Like, mm-hmm. like you'll get, there's a one in so many hundred thousands, millions of shots if you're lucky, you get it. If you're not lucky, then you don't get it. And it's based on a variety of different things. Like It could be very well based on appearance. 
could be based on whether they think you'll jive well with the other actor. There's so many other variables. It might have been a great take, or it might not have been a great take, and they still might consider you, but then they have to look at everything else. And and then, of course, you don't hear. You don't get the feedback on, like, why you weren't chosen. So you're just like, hmm. Totally. Cool. Totally. Maybe I sucked. Well, that's it. I totally agree with you. And actually, I relate this to even my own life and creating content recently. I've been doing more of that. And sometimes I have this idea and I'll make this video and I'll think it's so great and that I've really captured the essence that I want the audience to get. And then it goes Mm -hmm. out there and then it doesn't resonate. And for whatever reason, and the algorithm doesn't pick it up or people just don't like it or people didn't see it because I posted at a time where there isn't a lot of traffic or whatever the reason is. Luck, like you said, you need a little bit of luck. And sometimes you play the lottery and think, oh, well, Sean Mendez is going to see my video and tweet about it or see my podcast. And then I will have all these followers. But realistically, that's not going to happen. Like realistically, it takes a lot of hard work and it's going to take a lot of rejection. It's going to take a lot of finessing and it just doesn't come that easily. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But that being said, I enjoy my life of technology. And I don't think, unpopular opinion, that I would choose to live in any other decade but this one. Although I do love the 90s. Yeah. I I like having what technology has given humanity. I like having rights. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an unpopular opinion? <laughs> I mean, some people just, they like the 40s and the 50s and or like even like other decades, like the 60s, 70s, 80s. And I even see it. I've been watching Ratchet on Netflix and, you know, it looks so nice and elegant. Everybody gets dressed up in suits and gowns just to go out for dinner. But then I think of all the problems of how mental health was not a thing. Like, I mean, it was a thing, but like, it's nothing compared to what it is now as far as understanding and the treatments that we have for. And like, mm-hmm. I just think it was an easier time to live necessarily for me it wouldn't have been it would not have been for me i mean i think we both would have been discriminated against for sure mm-hmm. and then yeah like the aesthetic i definitely am fond of a lot of my clothes kind of are slowly morphing more into that era of the 40s 50s 70s eh, 80s it's not super popular stuff right now. Like I do look for vintage clothing and thrifted clothes because I like that era of fashion. But outside of that, yeah, I oh, think that's cool. That's different. You're right. Like the rights that we have right now would not have been the case back then. Our lives would have been more difficult. Sure, you wouldn't have like the social media pressure, but I sure. mean, I guess you can't really figure it out because you weren't there. But exactly. Well, that's true too. I mean, I don't know. I guess by now we would be married, probably. Not you and I. Not you and I technically married. Well, maybe. I don't know. You never know. <laughs> but we would, speaking of kids, we'd prob- one of us would probably have a kid or two by now. But then again, I have a heart condition, so I might have just died because technology of medicine would not have been as good as it is today. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, do you remember that party you went to with, was it? A Gatsby party? Yeah. Did you not go? 
I wasn't there, but I remember seeing photos of it from you there, and you looked like you had a fun time. You looked the part. Thanks. That was the easiest 20s moment, I think, of my potential history. (laughs) I do remember wearing my dress backwards because the neckline of it looked better in the back than in the front. (laughs) Fashion tip. Sometimes you can just reverse the thing and it looks better. (laughs) That's good. That's a good time. I don't know what would I have been in the 20s. A jazz singer? That would be ideal, <laughs> but like, I'd probably yes. just be a minority housewife in the ghetto. <laughs> well, did they have ghettos in the twenties? I'm sure they must have. I'm sure they would have had economically deprived areas. Yes, that's such a nice way of saying. Yes. <laughs> this was like I was- before the projects before. Low income house before council housing, whatever they're yeah. called, I feel like that or whatever it was back in those days. So I guess unpopular opinion is that we wouldn't want to go back in time, no. or would we want to go back in time, see what's up, and then be like, mm, bye. Right, but honestly, okay. So if you found like fifty thousand dollars in a suitcase, whoa, somewhere I don't know where. Let's just say it was in an elevator you were in an elevator and you just walked in it was there would you just take it shoot oh no i would take it oh (laughs) i've watched enough crime shows to know that's probably drug money so i feel like (laughs) i should take that to the police and not put my life in danger like i don't want some mob boss be knocking on my door after tracking me down and being like, where's my 50K? But if it was unclaimed money, then yeah, fire me up. You know how many months of rent that... Oh, I could buy a house. I yeah. down payment on a house. Oh, the dream. But if you knew that you would get away with it, for sure, there was no chance that they would find you. Oh, yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I have to think about that too. Like, I... That's 50, that's 50K. But at the same time, I am a believer in karma. Uh, I, I try to do the right thing. But then I think there's so many greedy people out there that if I just want to be a little bit greedy myself, and why can't I? Why can't I have 50,000? I don't know. The, the truth is, I don't need it. I want it. Oh, that's valid. <laughs> I... I guess, yeah, yeah, I don't need it, but it would make a lot of things easier for sure. So much easier. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just thinking about the 50000 I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> Another hypothetical situation. If you could go somewhere, anywhere in the world, and like you could move there and know that you would be fine like you'd be comfortable in your living accommodations it would be not super stressful the move where would you go that's a good question uh i've been seeing a lot of good things about like australia new zealand i feel like the lifestyle might be nice i feel like it's very nice i feel like it's a very nice place to go and live it looks to be it's just very far away Mm-hmm. And it would not be easy to visit family and friends back here. But 
honestly, I would be open to, I'd be open to something like that. I feel like culture shock is a real thing. And if I went, I feel like I would visit other places, but living other places might be weird. I don't know for me. What do you think? I also, yeah, I think uprooting yourself and putting yourself in a completely different space, physically, climate wise, it's a big change. I think even just moving within your own country it's massive, let alone moving out of your own country to a different country with a different culture. I That's think, a fair point, yeah. I think I would like to go somewhere into the, like, Switzerland or Ooh. somewhere in that area. But I also feel like I would like to go there for a short period of time. Yeah. Like, I would love to travel to all different places on my list, visit there for so many weeks and then move on i don't know if i would want to stay there for a very long time like i think that's fair and you got to live in florida for a summer yeah when did i go oh i guess i I guess it was technically winter because i was there uh, december january to oh it was winter yeah april so it was so long ago it was when i was young it really was like two years ago and i think i had that experience at a good time because now of course the u.s is just a cesspool of stress and anger and disease (laughs) yeah it's not a good time it's not a good time there's a lot of turmoil but i did i very much enjoyed being in there but i also knew that i was coming home yes and so that was great like i had my little boop boop there for a few months and then shimmied back to canada and i enjoyed that would i go back yeah would i go back right now no no yeah would i go anywhere right now no so depressing what better way to cheer up all this depressing (laughs) nature but and and honestly i was sad that summer was over and coming to an end and all this as you say has been going on and Anything that we did before, we mm-hmm. are granted because it's way harder to plan things now. But Halloween is coming. Yeah. Fall is here. And I'm kind of getting into it now. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm getting my scary on. I'm getting my freak on. Like, I'm like, hmm, what am I going to do? Am I, I watch something real scary and then not sleep at night? Like... <laughs> Yeah, I also am vibing fall this year. Fall has always been a kind of a rougher time for me. For some reason, a lot of my breakups were in the fall. So I was usually <laughs> sitting in my feelings, listening to... I have a <laughs> on Spotify an abdominal playlist. And it's literally just all the sad, depressing songs you listen to when you break up. like a nice coffee house music real realistically like you could sit and enjoy your coffee in the morning and look at the leaves and stuff and that's what i would do with the playlist but now i'm feeling more uplifted more into like the colors of the fall and the potential of scary movies ish i mean i get scared very easily but i do have this is halloween stuck in my head (laughs) Is it the Halloween Town theme song? I feel like this is Halloween is not the actual title of the song. I don't know. 
I was thinking Monster Mash. Ooh, that was in my head today at work. I was just like, oh. I feel like all those songs, the one that you said, and like all those other like quintessential Halloween songs, you can find it on a CD somewhere for $2 in Dollarama. (laughs) There it is. Like your your party playlist is set, along with Ghostbusters and everything. Um, Love that moment. I I have a, what is it? I made a little playlist last year. I'm trying to find it on my Spotify. No, I don't want the abdominal one. That is the sad one. Where is the spooky, scary skeletons? Oh, there it is. That's also a great song. Spooky, scary skeletons. Is that one? Do you know that one? Yeah, I think so. I, I remember it from when I used to work with kids and they would put those songs on. It's a very short playlist. It's 28 minutes, apparently. I didn't get very far, but it's Spooky Scary Skeleton, Ghostbusters, Monster Mash, Somebody's Watching Me, I Put a Spell on You, This is Halloween. Oh, it is called This is Halloween. Oh, okay. okay. Halloween theme, main title, Werewolves of London, Ooh. and The Twilight Zone. Okay, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Other recommendations, it suggests, is the Addams Family theme song. Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, no, wait. Nightmare on My Street. My bad. Time Warp. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Can we take a moment? Let's discuss Rocky Picture Horror Movie Show. I didn't even say the title right. Rocky Mountain Picture Horror. What is it called? Ro- Rocky, Rocky Horror Picture Show? The Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> the Rocky Mountain Horror <laughs> Picture Show. Have you seen that movie? I want to say no. I've seen reenactments of it. Can I say? Sure. Isn't there a scene in uh, The Perks of Being a Wallflower where they reenact it? Yeah. That's what I yeah. remember. But I don't think I've ever watched it fully from start to finish. So I don't know. It's a wild ride. Okay. It's Tim Curry. Wow. All of it. Wow. Rebecca reviews. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we should actually have an episode where we mm-hmm. review stuff. I'll try yeah. to be a little bit more articulate than wow. I don't like, there's just so much that goes on in the movie. I feel like anyone in the movie slash musical production, I feel like the majority of people that have seen it would go, yeah, that makes sense. Like, wow. I have popular thing. Now that fall is here, it's like an Instagram, Pinterest kind of popular thing. It's like this or that. Do you want to play a quick this or that? I'm so down. Okay. So, apple picking or hayride? Ooh. I'm going to say apple picking, only because I recently just did it for the first time and I actually really enjoyed it. Okay. One, congratulations. I'm glad that that happened for you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff and my first date, although technically it wasn't our first date because we didn't know that the other one liked each other. So Mm -hmm. very mm, weird. But it was apple picking and it was around this time. So I also will say apple picking. Okay, cool, Um, cool. Okay, bonfires or football games? Bonfires. Yeah. Guy Fawkes Day, anyone? That's November 5th. Oh. It's a very kind of UK English thing. He was hanged. Did he threaten to blow up Parliament or did he blow up Parliament? 
you know more than I do. Honestly, that sounds familiar. Something like that. It was it was a failure of the gunpowder plot. So yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> and also, I, I just feel like I don't know a lot about football. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Okay, trick or treating or a pumpkin patch. Pumpkin patch now, but as a kid, it was definitely trick or treating. There wasn't no other way. I do get pumped for pumpkins. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Ah, but candy. I'm like a real. I'm really into chocolate. Mm. Mm. Would you go trick or treating at our current age? That is the question. No, honestly, I would just go to the store and buy it, and then <laughs> put it in a bowl and eat it. Like, I mean. Up. I guess we can't go trick-or-treating. I don't know if they've made an official declaration on whether people are allowed to, but I feel like it's risky. But I'm small. I think I could get away with it. Put a sheet over me. I'm a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, honestly, it's less of a thing in the city. So in my building, they they just basically throw a party for the kids. And it's, it's nice that they do that, and it's cute, but it's not... Traditional experience of trick or treating. I did as a kid. That makes sense. And then where I used to live at my parents' house, we were on a main highway in the country, so kids didn't come to our house because they would have to cross the highway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Speaking of trick or treating, would you go for Halloween or Thanksgiving? I would go for. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. I can't decide. Halloween is fun, but Thanksgiving was always a day off. Yeah. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Halloween. Fuck it. It's the costumes for me for Halloween. Yeah. But but I think I might have to say Thanksgiving because of the mashed potatoes and gravy. Ooh, yes. It's pulling me to this side and... We stand a potato queen. We stand a potato queen. <laughs> <laughs> and then another integral part of Thanksgiving dinner, apple pie or pumpkin pie? Apple pie? I don't really like the taste of pumpkin pie. <gasps> oh, okay. Okay. Woo. I, I, I'm very apple. Very okay. apple pie. We're on the same pumpkin, page. Pumpkin pie, there's a texture thing for me. Yes. It's like, it tastes good, but then you're like, there's some ASMR for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just. I like fake pumpkin pie. Like, the sugariest. You better slather a whole bunch of icing on there, and I don't want to taste no pumpkin. I just want it 100% artificial. Okay, speaking of artificial, pumpkin spice latte or chai tea latte. I'm going to go with chai tea. Same. Yeah, absolutely. I love chai tea. It screams fall to me. It does. Tea is also nice. It warms you. It's mm-hmm. It makes you feel a bit better, you know, refreshed. Yes. Do you prefer Hocus Pocus or Halloween Town? I prefer Halloween Town. I put a pen on you. I appreciate that they're both like staples of this time of year. I think I also prefer Halloween Town, but if I'm being honest, 
My favorite Halloween movie was the Disney sing-along Halloween movie. Oh. It was, it's definitely on YouTube. People should look it up. It's like 30 minutes long. It has the monster mash in it and a story about Ichabob Crane. It's a good one. People should look it up. Look it up and let us know if you watched it. And then Corn Maze or Haunted House. Ooh. Uh, both scary. I'm going to say <laughs> Corn Maze is like Corn Maze. So I do like the Corn Maze because it's fun. But you and I definitely have been in a situation where it's both. Do you remember that? No. I cried. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. It was at Wonderland when we went to Halloween Haunt and oh, I yeah. essentially cried the entire time. But in my defense, the scarecrow jumped down from its perch and I thought I was going to be murdered. So they I'm do just- a good job at setting the mood. Trying to convince somebody that's never done it, you're like, this is fun. Everyone's just gonna <laughs> jump out at you, and it's gonna be really creepy and creepy music, and they're gonna wear like creepy things, and they're gonna get right up all up on you, and there's gonna be a lot of people around also following really closely behind you. So, no pressure. And you're like, it's hard, it's hard to sell it, but it, it, it's fun. And I don't know if Wonderland Halloween Haunt's gonna be a thing this year, but I hope no. so. I hope so. We should return. We should go back. Jeff and I went back last year, and that's definitely how we started dating, because I held his hand the entire time because I was about to pee myself with fear, not because I can't hold my pee. (laughs) 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 It was terrifying in a fun way. Jeff, you're a knight in shining armor. Thanks, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite horror movie. Favorite horror movie. I don't know. I'm going to say, you know what's really in my mind, and this is like kind of not answering the question, is American Horror Story. The one that came out, I think it was the last incarnation of the series. I think it was 1980s. I'm going to say, honestly, I'm going to say The Grudge. (laughs) Terrifying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here, a story. It was on TV. Whenever it came out, it was like recently released. Home video. Wow. Check how old she is. (laughs) And it was playing on like the movie channel or whatever. And so I boldly decided to watch it because my parents were still awake and I felt like I would not be afraid. And then there was a commercial break and I was like, cool, cool. It's not that bad. All right, cool. Get some water. So I went to the fridge, opened the door getting the water jug out and I turn and in the kitchen window was a girl with long black hair in a white shirt and (laughs) dropped the water, dropped myself, myself hit the floor. (laughs) And so did the girl in the window. And I was like, Oh my God, she's coming after me. She's coming for me. And then I (laughs) realized it was me. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what's funny actually is this is a real thing is your house or anywhere that you live. It really does play tricks on you, okay? And I'm I'm kind of a believer in the supernatural, like don't mm. get me wrong, but I'm mm-hmm. also a believer in rational, explainable things. And I know for a fact sometimes branches, you know, they look a certain way in your window and the things in your window in general look a certain way in the dark. Mm-hmm. And the way you look at it and the way the light reflects off of it can make it seem like something. And sometimes you have to look at something for a while and you're like, is that what I yeah. think I'm looking at right now? And then you're like, it's it's fine. It's okay. It's it's just the building across the street. I don't know. 
I am less concerned about real life murder, which is ridiculous. (laughs) I'm definitely more afraid of the unknown, like the potential that a paranormal entity resides in my house slash apartment and could come out of the shadows and around my life. (laughs) I feel like if someone tried to come into my house, like an actual person, I would hear the door. The cats would be like, oh, it's a human. I would be mm-hmm. not, not welcoming, but I would be prepared. I'd be like, oh, yo, I'm going to get my scissors and let's go. I have a baseball bat underneath my bed. Like, let's go. If, some, if like, the haunting of Hill House occurred in my actual house, bye. I <laughs> <laughs> I have zero hope for saving myself. <laughs> okay, I watched that series and it was ex- oh, terrifying. It was ab- so scary. I couldn't. And then... Are spoilers okay? I feel like people yeah. have seen it by now. It's been out for a year, and there's a new one coming out, I think. There's yeah. a new one coming out, yeah. But when she was the bent neck lady, I was like, <gasps> what? Yeah, yeah. Oh I know, I had the same reaction. Also, yeah. when her husband died, Nell's husband died, that was the most heartbreaking moment. I was like, first of all, unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Two, that was the ethnical representation that I needed. <laughs> Again, how dare you? <laughs> but it's not a movie, but it's definitely a favorite. Definitely scary. I think for me, my favorite would be Insidious. Oh, Insidious is good. That's a really good choice. Yeah. I still get scared. I've watched it the most. And I still, anything that moves really can freak me out, honestly. So I still get startled, but I do enjoy the connectivity of the plot. Like the two movies. Well, I do too. There's three technically, but I like the first two the most. They were the OG, but it the is, OG. it started to get old after a while. It started to get a little bit less scary after a while. Mm-hmm. And then he's also in The Conjuring. Am I yes. Correct? Yeah. Conjuring was good. I also almost peed with fear. Like, that's one I have to watch. But honestly, though, you're right. The fear of something like unknown because. How do you control that? I mean, honestly, I would just banish them. I would just be like, be gone. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't know what else to do. I wouldn't, yo, like, you can't stay here. (laughs) Like, you gotta go. And then you're set for an intruder. You got your baseball bat. Like, I'm way up in a condo. So good luck getting to me that's the only thing is i feel a bit safer honestly here for that reason but yeah. obviously obviously for anyone that's listening anything can happen anywhere not yeah. to scare you always be vigilant but have fun on halloween have a very a very safe and happy halloween yes absolutely well i think that's it for us today i think so i think next time let us know what you guys think we should talk about. Yeah. If you absolutely. want us to talk about ourselves, if you want us to do reviews. Yes. If you want more this or that, because that was fun. I enjoyed oh, that. Was. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know. Please put some notes in the comments. Comments in the notes. How do I speak words? <laughs> if you're wondering where to find us, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram. The name is ODA Podcast for both. You can also follow us on our personal accounts, ryan.m.mcgregor or Becker, which is B-E-C-K dot E-R underscore. 
You can always send us an email as well, which is ourdramaticassets at gmail.com. And you can hear us everywhere where lovely podcasts are. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I've run Stitcher. out of Stitcher. That's the one. <laughs> Woo! But that was amazing. You you got it all in there as <laughs> as per usual. As per usual. So thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Rebecca. And thank you to our listeners. I'm glad we're back. Stay tuned for more episodes. We're gonna be posting regularly again now, and we look forward to to staying dramatic with you. Bye.